everyone, I'm Ari, here with Rachel, and we're your hosts for the Merry Writer Podcast. This week we're on episode 205, and we're asking, how can you motivate yourself to write? Before we dive into the topic, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening, if you haven't already. And if you enjoy the show, please share it with friends and feel free to write a review. Okay, so how can you motivate yourself to write? I'm just going to go out on a limb and say, you can't. (laughs) I'm going against everybody else. Motivation, let's be honest, is not a tap you can just turn on and off, right? It's like adrenaline. It lasts for short bursts and then it vanishes. If you've ever had motivation, you'll you'll know that. It's like you start you start getting excited, yeah, like, yeah, it's working, and then <laughs> peters off and it's gone. So even for those people like us who love writing, you can still struggle to write and struggle to find motivation. I'm gonna call bullshit on all those people that claim that if you love writing, then you never struggle to do it. And I've seen that crap and I will call it out for what it is. It is crap. I am sorry. You can love something something and still struggle with it you know hell you could love your kids and still hate them sometimes i appreciate i'm saying that as someone who does not have kids but i have cats and i love them to death and every now and then i just you know oh my god they drive me insane so yeah you can love your writing you can love being a writer that does not mean you're going to struggle to find motivation and that could be because you're struggling with depression or anxiety or perfectionism or procrastination which often procrastination and perfectionism often come from fear which is a horrible thing to know because fear is another one of those things where it's like, oh, just be brave. Just go past it. It's like, no, that's not how the brain works. If you're feeling fear about something, it's really hard to push past it. There's a reason our bodies are evolved in the way they are and our brains are evolved in the way they are to sort of like avoid things that scare us. You know, we don't go running towards the fear. I appreciate in horror movies, there's always some twit going, oh, I can hear some creepy noise. I'm just going to go and check. Don't check. Why are you checking? That's just dumb. Hide under the bed covers. Seriously, I've already lost track of thought where I'm going with this. What am I talking about? Motivation. Yeah, so I don't think it's as easy as just do this, do that to get motivated. I think there's lots of little things you need to do to try and help yourself move towards being motivated. And I don't think I even like the word motivated, if I'm honest. I just don't. I think it's not the best word to use. I'm going to stop talking because I feel like I've just done a bit of a rant and I'm going to let Rachel say some stuff now. Okay, sorry. I had to look something up real quick because I do agree with Ari. Motivation isn't something that you could just turn on and off and it's it's very difficult. You can't just like wake up one day and say, I'm going to be motivated to write my book and it doesn't matter how far along in your book you are. It doesn't matter how into your idea you are. It's not always easy to sit down and write. And even there there will be days where you do feel motivated to write, but then when you actually sit down at your desk and turn on your laptop and get started, nothing comes out. There's there's no brain flow. There's absolutely nothing. It happens to the best of us. It happens often enough. But I wanted to ask Ari if since you don't really care too much for the word motivation, I've been using wordhippo.com a lot. I love this thing. Would you care for inspired, eager, enthusiastic, fiery, keen? <laughs> I like all of those. Yeah, actually, that that works well because I think motivated has a very specific feel to it. You know, get motivated, you know? And I don't know, again, I was brought up in the 80s and 90s and I remember Mr. Motivator, where uh, the guy on TV who would come out on one of these morning programs and try and get people, while they were getting their breakfast and getting ready to go out the, uh, the door, and he'd do like a five-minute power exercise thing of, you know, like step in and he was wearing his lycra. And whenever I hear the word motivation, that's the image I get. Some dude, like, with a way too big a smile trying to get me to exercise first thing in the morning it's like are you fucking kidding me no hey we'll see what you just explained right there i think the term motivation or motivated or how whatever you want to look at it 
I think it coincides a lot with energized. And so when you do something like that, when you're energized to do something, you feel motivated to get it done. But writing isn't always, you don't always feel energized to write. And it actually takes up a lot of energy to write. It takes up a lot of brain power. So it is difficult to feel motivated and to sit down and write for X amount of time, whatever you want to do. So I actually agree with you that it is the term motivation to write because, and then you know how you, you get in these moods, like uh, I'll use cleaning as example, you start organizing your closet, you take everything out of your closet and you're like, wow, I'm going to finally organize this mess of a closet and you take it all out. And then you just, you look at the bigger mess that you made and you're like, why did I start this in the first place? And all of your motivation to get that cleaning is just done. And it's because you've already used up so much energy just trying to like take everything out of your closet so you can make some sort of sense of it that your brain is like, this is stupid. We already did the work. Let's just stop. And you're looking at the mess like, yeah, but we really didn't complete the work. We did work, but we didn't complete it. And I think that's kind of, it's the same thing with writing. You can sit down and you can write out a couple of sentences, a couple of paragraphs, but then after some time, you're just like, meh, the, the, excitement wears off after a little while. And some days are better than others, for sure. There are some days where you could sit down and write for hours. And then there are other days, it doesn't matter how badly you want to write. You just can't write. Nothing, nothing flows. There's no creativity because you don't have any energy. And, and I think that's why a lot of writers say that you should write first thing in the morning. That doesn't work for everybody. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. I'll admit that does work for me. It, I'm more energized in the morning. So I try to get my writing done first thing in the morning because that's what helps me. And by the end of the night, I'm so exhausted from everything else that I've done during the day that writing is the last thing I want to do. And it's because I have no energy left. So yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Let's not use motivation. Let's say energized. But with that said, I am going to say you can try to psych yourself up for a writing session. Again, I mean, as I already said, you can't like turn motivation on and off, but you can kind of trick your brain or train your brain to get into a writing session if you try to write at the same time or the same day every week as best as you can. Obviously, schedules change, things happen, and you won't be able to do that all the time. But if you can try to tell your brain that like from, I don't know, from 12 o'clock in the afternoon until two o'clock in the afternoon, that's writing time, sit at your desk, get yourself in that mindset. It can kind of help and train your brain to think, oh, we're supposed to be writing now. So let's start thinking creatively. I think that was perfect. Everything you said was like, yes. And, and using the cleaning is such a big one. I, I am one of those, pull everything out. And then like 20 minutes into tidying, you're like, all the energy. It, it's, it's the adrenaline. Everything's gone and you're just tired and you, you're looking at this mountain of stuff. And I think that's the same with writing. And if you're new to writing or you're writing a new book and everything's laid out in front of you and you've got all those juicy scenes to write, oh my God, it can be so fun. If you're freaking knee deep in the book and you've written all the juicy scenes and all the things you've got left are the in-between bits that are a bit more descriptive a bit more slower because obviously it's like anything there's a, an ebb and flow of writing you know it can't all be heart pounding oh my god something's happening there's there's bits of, of slower things and, and more introspection of characters and everything or, or editing that's another one it's like halfway through you're like i'm so sick of reading this book like 14 times editing everything so yeah it, it is overwhelming and that motivation is this kind of energy that is the best term energized and yeah you can you can psych yourself yeah brilliant 
you know, at the end of a race, you feel all great. At the end of the race, when you're like, oh, where is the finish line? I'm so tired. That's the problem. And Rachel's right. If you can pick a certain time of day, it's more that it creates a habit. It creates a cue in your brain that says, now it's time to write. And yes, the first few times you sit down at that time, maybe you don't write anything. But just showing up is a really good tip. If you can just say, right, I'm going to write for five minutes a day. And if you can pick a time, great. If you can pick a place, great. But if not, if you just tell yourself a small amount, I'm just going to write for five minutes. Because we, we do it with everything. We, we're like, oh, we can't write unless we have a huge chunk of time. We can't do the laundry unless I've got a huge chunk of time. No, you don't. It does not take much to fill the washing machine. It does not take much to hang the washing out. I mean, I, I will fill the washing machine and then leave it till the end of the day, hang it out if I remember. And if it gets dry, I don't instantly go and sort it out and fold it and put it away. That might be another two days before I do that because I cannot put it all in one big chunky of the day. The same with writing. If we go, well, I need I need three hours to do writing. It's like, yeah, but who has three hours of time blocked out? So if you haven't or you're struggling with motivation, take a small amount, sit down at the same time of the day. And so your brain kind of goes, oh, this is where we sit when we write. That is it. It's habit. Now, habit is another one of those things. It's really good, really important. It's not great for scattered people. I am extremely scattered. I'm that sort of person where I will start one task and halfway through, I might realize that, oh, I still haven't done that. And then I will deviate to that other test without finishing the first one and then that other one will get deviated from as I remember something else I was supposed to do and I can pinball around my house and have like five or six tasks half done because something caught my eye and I started another task so you have to be able to kind of hold yourself accountable and sit down and do something so one of my tricks is knowing what you're going to write next so don't go I'm just gonna sit and write if you're help whatever part you are in your book if you can say right the next thing I'm going to write is this dialogue piece between these characters don't say chapter eight don't say the next four chapters don't say this giant scene if you're struggling with motivation slim down to something small just say I'm going to write the next paragraph I'm just going to get you know these characters have just had an argument I'm just going to move them to the next scene that's it there's a little tiny bit the more you sit down and give yourself a big chunk to do I'm just going to write the next chapter you might write the next chapter but don't tell yourself that. Give your brain a little bit of a break. The reason we have procrastination, the reason we have perfectionism, the reason we have overwhelm is fear. And what happens in the brain chemistry is we freak out, we freeze up, and then we back away and do the laundry or start reorganizing our bookshelf instead of writing. <laughs> We've all done it. So what you need to do is instead of going, we're going to write this chapter, and then your brain has kind of an aneurysm about that, just say, I'm going to write, write a paragraph. I'm going to write a line. And you might be going, oh my God, that's so little. It's like, it's not going to do anything. It's better than not writing anything. I mean, I've done it recently where I just kept avoiding, I kept going, I'm going to go and write. And then... I'd go downstairs to my partner like, oh, how was the writing? It's like, well, I reorganized my desk and I went through my pens and I've sorted through my DVDs. <laughs> and I have to keep kind of catching myself because it's so easy to fall into that habit of just, well, when I've done insert task, when I've tidied my desk, I'll write. When I've got my books in order, I'll write. When I found all my notes, it's like, I don't even need my notes when I'm writing because they're, they're all on the computer, the ones I need at the time. So know what to write. Spark a little bit of joy with like maybe a little bit of ritual you know whether that is creating a vision board or reading other people's work that's in the same genre or watching a movie in the same genre or like setting something up so maybe before you you write you lay out your pens and you get your nice notepads and you light a candle and you get yourself a coffee or a tea and you sit down and you use that to kind of get you in the headspace that's one of my 
suggestions. Whether it works or not, I don't know. I have moments where it works for me. And then if I'm in a really bad place, it doesn't. But, you know, sometimes. Well, you know, I think that's the other tricky part is that everything that you do to try to motivate yourself to write isn't always going to work. But I do agree with you. Knowing what you want to write next definitely can help. And that's one of the reasons why I like outlining so much. And I, I know outlining doesn't work for everybody and it's okay if it doesn't work for you. But for me, I like having my outline so that if I don't quite know what to write next, I do have some sort of starting point. Even if I know that's not going to necessarily work in the book anymore, I still have an idea of where I can go next. And even if it's going to get cut out in editing, that's fine. At least I'm still writing and I'm still going through the motions. I mean, that's why my manuscript was so freaking long. It was over 500 pages because there was literally like six chapters of the characters doing nothing because I didn't know where to go, but I kept writing. I just kept going and I was like, something's going to come from this. And it did. It took uh, six chapters of nothing, but something did come of it. And I do agree that if you're, this not only helps with motivation, but if you're just feeling stuck in general, especially if you actually don't know what to write next, utilize what inspired to write your story in the first place. As Ari said, watch movies in the same genre, read books in the same genre, create a vision board, create other like aesthetics for your novel, create a playlist, play a video game that's within the same genre, do whatever, because it can help. And also it kind of gives your brain a little break. It kind of resets your brain because you're you're doing something related, but not really at the same time. I don't know how to do, how to explain that, but it makes sense in my head. So hopefully it makes sense to you guys too. Oh no, it made sense. It did. Yeah. I have to say, I think what's hard is the longer you stay away from writing, the harder it gets to write. And that's where the whole trying to find motivation to write. The longer you leave it, the harder it is. And then you have to be really intentional about sitting down and writing. And it can be hard because you can, you're, you're ready, you're pumped, you sit down and you're staring at a page and you just can't write anything. So one of the ways to get around this, it's not easy, especially if you're not connected much to the writing community or anything. Good. Another good reason to be connected to the writing community. Get help or feedback on something you've already written. You'll be surprised, firstly, at how supportive a lot of the writing community can be. I'm not going to say all, but a lot of the writing community is actually very supportive and wants to help and encourage writers. But sometimes you just need someone to read your stuff and point out the positive. And I'm sure we talked about this somewhere else, I think, or, uh, about positive reviews, positive feedback, where you literally, it's just a positive read. You only focus on the positive. We're not saying this should always be the case when you're getting critiques or, or feedback. Eventually, it should be even. It should be things that are critical and things that are good. But every now and then, we do need a positive read. <laughs> so just give your work to someone that you trust or reach out to the community on some of the social media pages and just say, can someone read? And it could just be a page, a scene, something, and just say, what did you like about this? Try not to get anyone giving you negative at that time. If you're struggling with motivation, if you're struggling to feel like you can write, you're probably not in the right headspace for someone to go, oh, your characters are a bit flat. Your dialogue goes on and on. No, don't do that. <laughs> You can get that later. Ask for a positive read. Have someone talk to you about what they actually like. Of all the scenes, what caught their eye? Did they like your character? Did they find the dialogue funny? Were they really captured by the description of the, of the location? It really pulled them in. Anything, anything, and hold on to that. We all like it. When someone says something positive about our work, something we've worked hard for, it really does give you a boost. And we need that. And honestly, that is one of the biggest motivators to keep writing. Someone turning around and saying, oh my God, I need to know 
what happens next. There is nothing better than hearing that. I had that recently. And seriously, I started writing again for ages. It was like, oh my God, yes. And then unfortunately, I hit a slump because of other things. But having someone turn around and say, I need to know what happens next was brilliant. But anything, anything positive, use that as a boost to keep writing because that person wants to know more about your characters. That person wants to live in your world for a little bit. So try and use that. And again, I appreciate writers are introverts we're shy it's not always easy but if there's any way even if you put a little snippet of it on your social media or your blog something and then in the comments just ask for a positive read what did you like about this yeah you might get some arsehole saying something negative but ignore that and go for the positive and see how you feel with that I'll, i'll be surprised if that doesn't give you a boost enough to get you started writing again I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Getting help or feedback is an excellent motivator and it just encourages you to keep going. But also you don't need to have something written and have somebody read it and give you feedback on it. You can also just talk about it. Share your ideas with another writer. I remember like years and years ago, an old friend of mine and I, we used to write a lot of fan fiction and we would get together and instead of even writing the fan fiction, we would share our story ideas and we would basically act it out to each other. And it was just such a great like invigorator to, you know, actually write it. And then we'd go home and we'd actually write our stories. And so sometimes just talking about it is motivation and inspiration enough to keep yourself going. And then once you actually have something written, you can give it back to that person or share it with someone else that you trust and say, hey, what do you think? As Ari just said, that's it. I'm just going to throw in one last one. Sometimes it can help to step away from social media and other people's stuff. It is great to support the writing community, but sometimes it can be a little overwhelming when you're in a, in a rut and you're struggling and everything you see, especially if you're following a lot of other writers, everyone's talking about how great their work is and how well it's doing, how it's finished and all, all the words they've written. It can get into your head and it can be demotivating where you're sat there thinking, I haven't written in ages or I am still struggling with this manuscript and that person has written their whole book in that <laughs> you know? And we don't want to take away from anyone else who's doing well we want to be supportive and we want to be cheering them on because no matter whether it's their first book or their 50th book it's a freaking incredible thing to write a story and to put it out there and we should always celebrate other writers like that but sometimes you need to think about yourself and if it's not helping you with your mental health watching everyone else do really well and you're struggling then step away just take it off your phone take instagram take facebook whatever you're on take them off your phone and don't look at them for a few months and just focus on your writing you don't need to tell anyone about your writing you don't want to do anything about your writing just do that if you're spending all your time on social media looking at how everybody else is doing and you're sat there and it doesn't make you feel happy it makes you feel shitty about yourself obviously if you're feeling shitty about all them that's a different issue and you need to look at that but that's not helpful and it's not going to make you feel helpful I mean, sometimes it can make you feel inspired watching other people and go, wow, look how well they did. I think I could. Great. But a lot of times, if you're already in a bad space, looking at everybody else doing well is not going to help you. So step away from that and put yourself in a little bubble of your own writing and just deal with that. That can help. Bubbles are fun. That's really all I got to say about that. I concur. I think that was a nice ending. So go with it. You can tell we uh, we created this idea when we were obviously in a bad place with our writing. It's like, it's like or, or I think the actual question came up like when we were fine. And then I think I wrote my notes on a bad day. It's like, no, motivation is crap. So, oh, 
Anyway, we'll turn it over to you guys. How do you get yourself to write? Tell us if you're one of those people that just find it a joy every day. Please, yeah, tell us. No, seriously, if you do, tell us. We want to hear about it. If you struggle, tell us. We want to hear about it. Let us know your answers in the comments. We want to chat about it. Remember, we release new episodes every Wednesday. Next week, we are discussing the traditional publishing industry and we'll have a special guest. To ensure you don't miss it, hit the subscribe button on your way out. And as always, thanks for listening to the Merit Writer Podcast. See you next week. This podcast is brought to you by Writing Distractions. We are stalling on our whips. That is so appropriate. The, the music titled Inspired is by Kevin McLeod, licensed under a Creative Commons 4.0. 